I was like, yes, I'm going to be on live radio. Welcome to the Bears and Lions podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Vaught, and this is the podcast where we challenge our present by viewing our past. I'm a firm believer that our greatest future will always lie within the correct view of our past, because when you actually look at it, you're going to find out that, yes, you've been through a lot of stuff, but you're also going to find out that you're stronger than you know, and that's going to give you the confidence to step into your future, which is exactly what we're going to do today. And in today's conversation, I want to talk to you about the importance of preparation. I think at a base level, you and I both know that preparation is important. It is important to prepare for interviews. It's important to prepare for tests and things like that, assignments, etc. And we we know it's it's proven. Practice does make better, right? The old idiom is practice makes perfect. And that's really the reality of it is the the great ones, the great people that have been really good at whatever they are doing. Michael Jordan, uh, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, etc. That's just basketball world. <laughs> that's immediately what I thought about. But I think of basically Kobe Bryant in the fact that he would practice not until he would just make a shot. He would practice until he couldn't miss. And that was just what he did. I mean, he was so cutthroat with what he did. And I think practice is important. I think you and I both know that. But as I looked at like the history of practice, I wanted to know like, where did practice start? Where was the first time somebody was like, ah, you know what? I should probably practice this. Like, I, I just wonder, and I'm curious. And for whatever reason, my first thought was, it's got to be the wedding, right? That's why we have a rehearsal dinner, right? It's legitimately a dinner where you rehearse everything that's about to happen. And they had, they probably had so many weddings where people were like, it was probably entertaining for some people and then it was devastating for others. But it was like, they probably had so many that they were like, you know what? We should probably build a walkthrough on how this is going to go just so we can get all the jitters out. And maybe we can get some of the, uh, the like crazy moments where the, you know, the, the fiance guy or girl, or, you know, they run off and it's like, we're not going to do this anymore. I don't know. I, I just thought it was interesting. Rehearsal dinners always made me laugh because I was like, aren't you like, you're getting married. Like how hard is that? Apparently it's hard enough where you have to practice it, but I I'm a big sports person too. So like NFL teams, they'll do a walkthrough on the day before a game. So they practice all throughout the week, but then they visualize it during the walkthrough. The walkthrough is where they'll actually walk on a field they rest on that day, but they walk on the field and visualize every play that's going to take place the next day. They they really do. They they split up. The offense will practice their offense, and they'll walk through what it looks like. Every play, every pass, every run, the special teams, every kickoff, every punt, every field goal, they visualize it. They visualize what the other team will do. So defense will plan for every offensive play that their opponent will use and vice versa. The offense will check how the defense is going to react to certain things and plan and visualize the audibles that will be called. And I think it's really important that we do that in life as well, because I think there aren't a lot of areas in life that we would assume we should do a walkthrough, right? We know that we should practice things, but we don't always do a walkthrough. And I think that's one of the things that translated in my life. And I really learned this lesson 
uh, when I was 27 years old, I went back to school for sports broadcasting. And I remember my first like two weeks on campus, I hounded the athletic uh, or the sports director of the radio show uh, and the radio station on campus. I, I hounded him, emailed him all the time. I was like, hey, I really want to do radio. I want to do radio because I knew I wanted to hone my voice and I wanted to learn radio and the skill of talking to people before I was on camera. So I was like, I want to do radio. And finally he was like, okay, fine. Go ahead and meet us. We're doing a high school football game. You can chill out with us and, and we'll get to know you there. So I was like, cool, they're going to do this. I'm, I'm so ready for this. I had prepared in my own apartment when I lived in Louisiana before I went to school. I had prepared. I would mute games, hockey games, football games, basketball games. I would mute baseball games. I would mute the game and I would call them play by play in my apartment by myself. So I had this idea where I had prepared for it and I, I kind of understood a little bit of a process. I would listen to the broadcasters and then emulate it, but make it my own. And so I go to this high school football game and the guy who's doing play by play, he wasn't feeling great. And this high school football game, it was a blowout. I mean, it was like 43 to seven or something like that. It was just like, I mean, every other call was a, a touchdown for the team. So after about the fourth quarter, it was right, right at the start or right at the end of the third quarter, uh, Joe Mixie, who is the sports director, shout out Joe. And he's a absolute legend, by the way. And he was like, do you want to call the, uh, the fourth quarter and the play by play guy, he was feeling pretty bad. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I need to rest my voice. I'm going to do the radio show tomorrow. I was like, cool radio show. Sure. By the way, I'll do the fourth quarter. That's going to be fine. I would love to hear about this radio show. So I step up, I've prepared and I actually, I felt like I crushed it. I felt like I did really well in, uh, calling of course, there's always things I did as well as I could. It was my first time ever doing that, uh, live on radio. So they were like, yeah, you did pretty well. You should come on down tomorrow. We have our two hour radio show. Shout out the average Joe's show. Cause Joe Mixie, absolute legend. Um, I'm so glad I learned from Joe that first year. He was a great, great sports director and just somebody who taught me so much about radio and people um, and then sports in general. Uh, we had such a good friendship during school. I, I absolutely loved that. But I was super excited. Um, they were like, look, we have a final segment and we're going to have you on and you'll join us for that final segment. I was like, yes, I'm going to be on live radio. And I remember I woke up and I was like, yes, it's probably going to be a bunch of guys sitting around a table talking about sports. It's going to be awesome. I was quickly humbled. There was so much preparation that they put into it. I mean, some of the people, they had laptops up. They were pulling up stats. They were looking through. They had arguments ready. Other people had rebuttals ready to go. And as I'm watching this radio show for the first hour or two hours before getting to the final segment where I got to be invited on to, I was like, wow, they've put so much time and effort into this. And I've listened to radio shows. I listen to sports radio all the time. I've listened to podcasts. I thought I was going to be able to hang with them. I was actually really nervous. I was actually really nervous because I was like, I don't think I've put in the amount of preparation that I actually need to do. Like what they're doing, it's not like I need to do two times the amount of work. I need to do like 10 times the amount of work to be prepared for a two-hour show. If I want to be on this two-hour show, 
I need to be 10 times, maybe even more than that prepared to be able to do it for two hours, right? You have to prepare not just one segment, but 20 segments or whatever it might've been, 15 segments in a two hour time frame. And so I, it really helped me develop that. And Joe taught me how to read a rundown. And the rundown is essentially like this time map, which is really cool, where it has all the topics and the timings of it. And then it also has segments. And on live radio, you have to, if you're on, uh, I believe it's clear channel radio, but if you're on that, you have to, at the top of the hour, read the call numbers. So like um, KZ106 or whatever it might be, they, they read that full thing out and they'll say the city, Bristol, Virginia, or whatever it might be. Um, but they, they always do that at the top of the hour. And sometimes they have to do it more than once in an hour. So that rundown helped organize and prepare us for how the flow of the show was going to go, how to go from segment to segment. And as I learned from Joe, it was really cool because it helped me develop, but it also was kind of a wake up call, right? It was a little bit of a wake up call where I thought I could do it, but it wasn't really like I could, um, because I'd never actually done it. So it's fully attainable. And this is something that I learned is that the, the life that you want, it is attainable. It is fully attainable, but it's up to you or it's up to me to put in that preparation and work to attain it, right? And I think what most people's issue is, including myself, is we think that we're prepared enough to do it because we've listened to a podcast or maybe we've read a book about it. But until we've actually gone out and done it, that thing is just a dream. It's a figment of our imagination. It's technically, it's delusional, because we've never actually done it. Therefore, we have no evidence that we actually can do it. And until we do it, it's delusional. And I think that as I learned that process of like, oh, I've never done this. And there's a reason why I thought I could do it is because I can. But there's way more that has to go into it than I had thought. And it it, it helped me kind of shape how I was going to move throughout college and how I would prepare. And one of the things that I am learning now, this is years later, but one of the things that I'm learning as I've been on this discipline journey, and I, I call it a discipline journey because it's not a fitness journey. And if you follow me on social media, you notice every single day I post uh, a picture of my watch when I wake up in the morning. Uh, I've been posting on social media as much as I absolutely can. I've tried to track a little bit more of my uh, weight and my muscle growth and my, uh, kind of just my overall, uh, progress uh, of what I'm doing. Cause I'm doing it for the discipline. I'm not doing it necessarily for the body. That's a side effect, which I'm really, uh, proud of. And I'm not necessarily doing it for the strength, which again, a side effect. And I'm really proud of that. I'm doing it so that the discipline is there and it's a part of my habit. It's part of my characteristic. It's part of what I do. And as I've been going through this discipline journey, one of the things that I've started doing is actually pre-planning my day. And I noticed that all of the successful people, the highly successful people, we're talking in the hundreds of millions to the billions of dollars, successful people with millions of followers on social media, etc. All of those people have one thing in common, and that is they plan their days out in advance. They don't plan the morning of, they have their day planned sometimes weeks in advance. They know what they're going to be working on ahead of time. 
And so I wanted to share some of the things that I've started implementing and I've seen some benefits from, and we'll break it down just how to plan your day. And the first thing is time blocking. Time blocking is pretty self-explanatory, but I'll explain it to you. Create blocks of time that you work on specific things. So if you have assignments from school or maybe you have specific tasks that you have to get done at work, uh, maybe you have specific meetings, or maybe it's just your goals outside of work, block out time. I know that right now I have uh, some big things that I'm working on. I'm moving to Baltimore. So I know that right now I'm blocking out time for work and then I'm blocking out time for gym. I'm, I'm blocking out time in the morning for reading because that's important to me. But then I'm also blocking out time after work to look for apartments. And sometimes even in between during my lunch, I will look for apartments and uh, reply to apartment complexes. I'll email apartment complexes during that time. If it's blocked or if it's that block of time, I will work on that. I won't work on the podcast. I won't work on anything else. That's what I'm working on. And it's helped me because it's helped me prioritize some things. Uh, the other, the next thing here is routine building. So I'm a big fan of routines. I do think that routines are really cool. And we'll probably talk about routines on another podcast at some point um, and really break them down. Cause I do think that it is important to have certain routines, but I don't think it's important to have routines be so enveloping where if you miss something on a routine that it crushes you or it breaks your day, right? Oh, I didn't have my breakfast or no, I didn't go to the gym in the morning. My day is ruined. No, I, I, I think it's important to have routines that benefit you, but I do think it's good to have the mindset that this is not the end all be all. So routines also create such a rhythm. And I've noticed this in the morning. I have such a good rhythm when I get up and I drink my water and my, um, hydration mix just to get going instead of coffee or instead of caffeine. I don't drink caffeine in the morning anymore. And it's great because I feel so much more hydrated. And then I go to the gym and I don't feel dehydrated. So I feel a little bit more energized. I feel like I get a better lift as well. I'm not having a pre-workout or anything. I just simply have basically something sugary and uh, kind of give me a little bit of energy for those carbs to burn off while I'm at the gym. And then after the gym, I have this nice rhythm where I get home, I kind of process things and I go to work. Um, and it gives me some time where by the time I clock into work, I feel sharp as a tack. I feel ready for the day. And it's really important. Now, one of the things that I'm not good at implementing that I'm starting to, and this is something that I wish I had done back in college, is creating checkpoints. So maybe you have an assignment and I used to have assignments in school all the time where I was like, I knew the assignment was there for two, three weeks, two, three weeks. And I would wait until the last two, three hours. I would wait until the last day in the last two, three hours. And I, I would get to this point where like the adrenaline would kick in and either fight or flight would happen. So either I would f fly and, and drop the class essentially, <laughs> Or I would fight to pass the class and I would end up doing okay. Uh, I mean, I didn't get terrible grades by any means, but I also wasn't going to school for the grades. I was going to school for the connections and the people. But I realized now, looking back on it, dang, if I had done that two to three hours on the day that I got the assignment, I could have revised it the two, three hours right before. And I probably would have, 
gotten a, a high A. And, and I would have had way less stress and anxiety. And in fact, if I had done those two, three hours just once uh, and split it up to one hour a week, I would have been fine without any of this stress and anxiety. But of course, that's the way we, we work, right? Um, but checkpoints really do. They help you kind of inch closer to a deadline. So maybe you have a specific goal. And it's something that I'm starting to formulate in how I prepare for these podcasts is I have a checkpoint where each podcast conversation, I work on them in advance. Usually I'll have a couple podcast ideas or conversations that are being planned. And now I'm starting to implement these checkpoints where it, it helps me know, okay, I have sec, I have segment one done. I have segment two done. And now I just need segment three and I'll be able to go through and record this sucker and we'll be good to go. But the last thing is stick to the plan. Chances are you've actually made a really good plan. You're an overthinker like me, most likely. I'm not saying that over you. I'm not speaking that over you, but I can imagine a lot of us are. We're overthinkers. We've thought about what we should do. We've thought about the right thing to do. We just haven't actually done it. And we have a good plan. And it's up to us to actually stick to it. Now, we understand sometimes like things will happen throughout the day and maybe your time blocking doesn't exactly work in this area. So you can adapt it to the next day and say, okay, this didn't work today. Tomorrow, we're planning for tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm going to kind of plan this time mapping a little bit different. And it, it really is important in being able to break it down that way. But those are just some of the ways that really have helped me in my day-to-day and it's lessened my stress and anxiety because I've put in the work prior and I've prepared. So when I wake up during the day, I know exactly what's happening. And here's something that's also odd that I didn't think about either until just now. It's helped my sleep because I'm going to bed with a plan. I don't have the anxiety of this is all the things I have to get done tomorrow. It's I know that I can get X, Y, and Z done tomorrow. I go to bed and I don't think I don't overthink as much anymore. I just thought about that, which is crazy. But it's really important that we plan things out. And I wanted to share the importance of planning because we've all heard it said before, right? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And the reality is, is if you're not planning for your future, then don't be surprised when your future looks exactly like your present. It's really hard to think about but if you're not actually planning and executing that plan for your future nothing's going to change and you're going to wake up a year from now doing the exact same things now you may have a different job you may have a different area whatever you're going to be doing the same mentality things that are going through. That's going to do it for this conversation though. I really appreciate each and every one of you listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure that you follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, I'd really appreciate you to like and subscribe and share as well. Um, comment for the engagement. It really helps out. And then also, if you want to find me on social media, I am on Instagram. It's just my name at Kyle underscore Vot Viaz and Victor ATT. I am on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Kyle Vought. That's K-Y-L-E-V as in Victor A-T-T. So drop me a follow there. You can always shoot me a DM or, or comment on something and uh, let me know. If you have other topics that you want me to discuss, then absolutely I'd love to. But I really hope that each and every one of you will have a wonderful weekend as we get into the weekend. And I can't wait to see you all next time. Remember to give grace, show love, and as always, stay stellar. Peace.